Hey guys, this is Danielle. I'm back. So welcome to the 40-something and interning podcast. It's been a couple of weeks because, well, intern life can be very busy. So um, I've had some things that I've needed to take care of in my current rotation, as well as assignments and then family stuff and the holidays coming up. It's just been very, very busy. But as a promise, I decided to shift gears a little bit for the second season and bring on some current dietetic interns, as well as some students to talk about what their journey is like and what they're looking forward to or experiencing in the internships. And quite frankly, I feel like you guys can check in with me and I can update you, but I feel like you'll benefit more from hearing from other people. So we're gonna start it off with a member of my current cohort, and this is Brooke Harper. Hi, Brooke. Hi, hi, Danielle. Thank you so much for having me on today. No, of course, of course. Thank you for being first. Excited I am, and thank you for being my guinea pig and sitting down with me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is my first podcast as well, so I'm excited. Oh, cool. Okay. Well, listen, let's just jump right in. So I was hoping that you could introduce yourself to the 40-something and interning podcast audience, like, who are you, where you're from, like background that doesn't even necessarily have to do with nutrition. So the floor is yours. Absolutely. I am originally from Lexington, Kentucky. I grew up there and ended up going to college at Western Kentucky University in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Um, I spent four years there and majored in dietetics and nutrition. And then right after graduation this past May, I ended up getting married and moving to Spring Hill, Tennessee, which is right outside of Nashville, Tennessee, um, and have been here almost six months now. So kind of adapting to a new city um, and married life. We recently just got a puppy, so that has been fun. And then started the internship in August. So it has been definitely a very busy season of life, a very rewarding season of life for sure. Exciting. Congratulations again. That's it's such a uh, an awesome chapter. And like you said, very busy dealing with like internships and moving and all of that. It's quite an adjustment. Yeah, for sure. It has been, but I cannot complain. That's for sure. Nice. Okay, so um, when did you become interested in nutrition and dietetics? I know you said that was your major in college, but was that a college decision or was it something that you were interested in earlier in life? Yeah, so I definitely was not interested in it in high school. <laughs> um, not, I honestly did not even know dietetics and nutrition was a major or that a dietitian was an actual job. I had, mm-hmm. had no idea going into college. I played um, college soccer at Western nice. Kentucky, and that was really the only reason why I ended up at that school um, to pursue soccer. It was definitely my life going into college yeah. and didn't really think of a major as a huge deal. I just wanted to play soccer, uh, to be completely honest, and ended up majoring in physical therapy. So I was like mm-hmm. a pre-PT major. And I did that my freshman year and then going into sophomore year, I was still playing soccer, still majoring in um, physical therapy and just not liking it. I ended up shadowing a 
couple of physical therapists who have incredible jobs, but just realized quickly it was not not something I wanted to do for the rest of my life um, and really struggled like looking for a major and just I feel like it was such a big decision like what I majored in was going to alter the rest of my life which I now know that that is not true at all and you can change at any point in time in your career but in that moment I really just had no idea what I wanted to do yeah no you know what something that you mentioned I found really interesting and I identify well two things So I thought I had an idea of what I wanted to do when I went into college, but I changed my major so many times. Mm -hmm. And I think it's such a, a, unless you're just one of those kids that's just like very sure and determined, like, this is what I want to do to come into college, especially like I went in at 17 Mm -hmm. um, and that's a pretty tough decision to make you know for the rest of your life while you're still Mm -hmm. in your team so it's nice to hear that you know I I wasn't the only person struggling with that no definitely not I feel like it's something that universities put pressure on such young young students to figure out what they want to do the rest of their life and sometimes it's just not it's not the way for some students you got to slowly figure out what you want to do if you don't know Um, so leading into my sophomore year I just sat down and really tried to figure out what I wanted to do. And because I was playing uh, college athletics, we had a team dietitian Mm -hmm. and she worked with us, um, gave us a lot of, had always kind of known about nutrition, just growing up playing sports, but nowhere near what I know now and just thought her job was so cool working with, with athletes. Mm -hmm. And then near the end of my sophomore year of college, um, ended up switching my major and learning all about nutrition and dietetics and just what it was going to take for me to kind of catch up class-wise and then figure out how to get an internship, Um, just learning all about job experience, volunteer experience, just everything that kind of the dietetics major entails. Um, And then quickly realized that playing college soccer and then trying to pursue that major and graduate in two years probably was not going to be the most <laughs> feasible option for me. Um, yeah, It took a long time for me to realize this, but just that soccer was going to end in two years no matter what, but my major right. career was going to be there for life. Um, so I wanted to pick something that I loved. So mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. ended up quitting, I guess you could say retiring um, <laughs> from soccer Oh, wow. The end of my sophomore year. So I, I made a very bold decision to, to leave the team. And it was a lot of tears and a lot of um, just not goodbyes, but just. Yeah. Like, see you it's later. Transition. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Wow. Was that a was a very transition. mature decision that you made. Did you go um, on scholarship? <laughs> yes. So unfortunately. Oh, man. Yes. Like I said, a very bold move um but ultimately just 100% the right move um looking back on it now in the moment it was tough and and sad Mm -hmm. and hard but going into my junior year I just fell in love with the nutrition classes I was taking and met a whole lot of new people because the major that I was in and started working different jobs around campus just to to try to catch up to get hours uh kind of related to to dietetics and nutrition um 
So Brooke, you mentioned um, picking up, I don't know if it was just for for like volunteer opportunities or jobs on campus to get you more experience in nutrition dietetics. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So as most of you all probably listening, if you're a nutrition major, you got to apply for DICUS um, and they kind of just recommend that you have hours in different areas in dietetics, I feel like. Um, so the first job that I got was actually on campus at Western Kentucky. And I, I had mentioned earlier that there was a dietitian working with our athletic program at Western. Um, she ended up leaving when I changed my major and then they hired on a new dietitian. And mm-hmm. he was looking for some nutrition assistant, like student workers to help him out around campus. He was the campus dietitian and then wow. continued working in athletics as well. So he kind of was wearing a lot of hats on campus, but needed some help. So myself and the two other females in the dietetics uh, major ended up getting hired on and I started working for him my junior year and ended up working for him for four semesters. So until I, until I graduated, um, that was the first job I got. And it was honestly an incredible experience. We kind of got to just wear hats in all different areas in dietetics around, around the campus. So it was a really good Mm -hmm. opportunity. So like what different, um, opportunities you know like creativity I can't even speak right now like were you working in the cafeteria were you working in the kitchen were you going out um when he began working with other sports teams like mm-hmm. to do in services with the teams mm-hmm. yeah so he part of his hat was athletics so we would work with a couple of different athletic teams um, sometimes providing pre-workout nutrition, post-workout nutrition, maybe some smoothies like after a practice. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of crazy for me to be on the opposite side of it. Um, like the one providing the nutrition to the athlete, not the other way around. So that right. was really neat. And then he did a lot of on-campus stuff. So he did one-on-one counseling with any student that wanted to see him. And then I managed our social media account for uh, Western like dietetics nutrition mm-hmm. and that was an awesome experience as well and then like you mentioned the cafeteria we would go there a couple times a week probably and just really try to figure out what food options we could offer for students maybe a little bit mm-hmm. of a healthier option um, and then ended up starting in the cafeteria, a different like allergy friendly station um, where people wow. with allergies could come and order food. And that was, that was community as well. So really kind of working in all different areas, but all areas that were definitely needed on campus. Yeah, no. Wow. What an awesome opportunity. I definitely didn't have that type of opportunity. <laughs> um to be able to kind of flex your muscles and see what's going on. Yeah. I mean, at that time you got a Mm -hmm. little, like a little experience of what it could be or what you might want your career to look like and how you can um, make people understand how nutrition touches 
every aspect of their lives. It's not just when you sit down to eat your dinner that you actually have to think about it. I mean, there's so many right. more allergies now and it's so cool. So you guys, the students came up with that in the cafeteria. It was, it was alongside of, of the campus dietitian for sure. We, we definitely helped create that and then pick the meals and the different food options that were available at that station. Nice. And something else that you said stuck out to me. And in high school, I know knowing anything about nutrition and dietetics, I remember we had a home ec class and, and many of those have been cut out of <laughs> alone on that. Maybe they should do some work in that area. I know. I completely agree. It's It's an area that you can do a whole lot with once you become a dietitian. There are so many jobs that I mean, even after college, people still don't know about, but there's so many things that dietitians can get into. So it's definitely a very, very diverse field to be in. I agree. Okay. So what did you think of the diecast process? <laughs> that is a great <laughs> question. Um, <laughs> when I first learned about it, I'm not going to lie, I was definitely very overwhelmed. I'm a very type A person just very organized and like to be on top of things and I felt mm-hmm. like that I just was not on top of it um yeah. as far as dicus goes and then senior year I really hit the ground running trying to fill it out and just enter in all my courses and all the work experience that that I had had um so I was definitely stressed definitely overwhelming but I feel like ultimately like looking back now I feel like it was very helpful honestly just because Mm -hmm. of how detail oriented you have to be I feel like once you get into your internship and then studying for your RD exam I mean you have to be detail oriented and you have to be organized and kind of know what you're talking about um so I feel like it it is a long process and it is tough but down the road looking back I'm I'm grateful that I had to do it almost because of (laughs) how I feel like it prepared me um, later on. Yeah, it was, it was pretty tedious. That's for sure. I mean, having (laughs) to run around and make sure that, um, you had the right people filling out recommendation letters. And if you transfer like from different school to school, like all of the, um, transcripts, it just, it was just a lot of work. And then those, they had the supplemental applications and that's what kind of tripped me up because I, didn't know to do it. So I applied at four different um, DIs. And there were two of them that I didn't even do their supplemental application. Honestly, I didn't want to go with them anyway. But (laughs) yeah, it was extra money. And it was extra work. And I was already flustered from doing my personal statement. How did that Mm -hmm. go for you? Yeah, so very tough at the beginning. I for all dietetic students listening (laughs) highly recommend looking into a company called all access dietetics and their Mm. free resources and their coaching program I ended up doing their get matched program and had a coach um, an incredible coach that I would not have been able to write my personal statement had it not been for her her guidelines and just her help really and and how to format that because no one gives you an outline or right or how to write it or what to put in it they just tell you to write about yourself and your experience but I feel like there's such an art to it that 
that's not really taught in school. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of things when, <clears throat> when talking nutrition and dietetics that is not necessarily taught in school. There's a lot of, you know, book information, cellular information, and of course, all our biochem and organic and mm-hmm. food science and like all of those things. But like some of the more practical things where they're not discussed in school. So you get out here and you know you're reviewing all of your books and you're still kind of like wavering around because it's not necessarily like that's not it there's so much more to it Mm -hmm. I completely agree I think DPD programs and and universities try to do the best they can to prepare you but more so leave it up to you to figure it out so Mm -hmm. I definitely think that that there could be some help and change in that. I mean, I, I can't speak for every university for sure, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, definitely some of them could could benefit from offering some more students. Yeah, I also think that's where like mentorship comes in because mm-hmm. like you said, the universities have what they're responsible for, quote unquote, responsible for, and like what they give you experience in. But that mentorship is everything because they can kind of clue you in on the things that you need to know or things you should be considering that many students aren't even thinking about. So mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit more about like the diecast op- uh, process. Like Mm -hmm. how many DIs did you apply to and what was your thought process behind um, choosing that number, um, whatever it was that you selected? Like, Mm -hmm. did you think that you would have better odds if you applied to more than one or were you like, this is what I want to do and I'm only applying to this one? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, Up front, I thought it was very confusing how Dicus... Um, like matches you with an internship and then you have to rank them a certain way I thought that that process was very confusing for sure Mm -hmm. Um, so I honestly still to this day even applying and matching and in my internship I'm still kind of confused on how that process works so I don't know if applying to one or five really increases your chances of getting matched Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm not 100% sure on that. I personally applied to three or four. I can't remember. I think it was three, mm-hmm. maybe four. Um, and I knew I wanted it to be a distance-based program. I really mm-hmm. wanted to be able to be located in the city I am in now um, with the concentration that I wanted. So I wanted private practice, um, Mm -hmm. like business focused, entrepreneurship focused. And I didn't find that in a lot of internships, honestly. Um, so that was really something that I was, that I was pushing for alongside of building my own schedule. That was also really important to me. I wanted to be able to do my rotations in the places that I wanted, I wanted to learn from. Okay. I, I mean, agree. That's what I wanted. I mean, with you coming fresh out, it's like, especially wanting a distance internship, I think there's a flexibility there and a creativity, like you have a say, at least point about the way that you Mm -hmm. want your life to look (laughs) while you're, um, so I definitely agree with you there. Um, So 
not like I don't already know, but who did you match with and what does your internship roadmap look like? Mm, yeah, absolutely. Just going back to that last question you yeah. asked me, though, I think advice for students applying that you can definitely um, apply to where you want to match and be so excited about it, but also realizing that the internship is just so short in the grand scheme of things. And so I think looking back, I definitely would have been grateful to match with whoever. It was just the mm-hmm. fact that, that I was getting matched and that I could even complete my hours to sit for that RD exam. I think that's a really hard mindset to have sometimes, but just being grateful, honestly, to get matched to whoever, because it, it can be a really stressful and intense process. Yeah, no, I almost passed out the morning of (laughs) only because like I knew that I wanted this particular DI and I Mm -hmm. felt like if I was matched with them that that would make it so much easier for this next year of because it would focus on the things that I wanted, you know, Mm -hmm. I could create my schedule the way that I needed to be and it's more than me. So there was a lot of lives that were going to be affected by this (laughs) choice and this match for me. But the other side of that is getting matched is so competitive. There are so many people that apply and don't get matched. And Mm -hmm. the people that I spoke to about it said the same thing as you. Like, listen, I know this is what you want. You can try to finagle like your (laughs) rank and your orders. And at the end of the day, it doesn't even really matter because you're not the one that's doing the matching. The point is to get to get matched with a program so that you can complete these hours, get the knowledge that you need to then sit for this exam and go out there and change the world, you know? Mm-hmm. So you are absolutely, absolutely right. Yeah. So I ended up matching with Complete Business Dietetic Internship. Mm-hmm. And the internship roadmap, I feel like the biggest difference that Complete Business Dietetic Internship, KBDI, uh, really stands out in the sense that they let you complete an eight-week business private practice rotation. Um, And you Mm -hmm. get to pick that. So you can pick if you want to do your rotation at a private practice or do it at a larger, like, food private practice company. It just, it really depends on what your interests are. And they allow you to pick and choose kind of what what that rotation looks like but that's their concentration is business Mm -hmm. private practice focused and then the rest of the internship is kind of the same I feel like as others you you're still required to complete clinical hours and community hours and your food service hours Um, but I feel like that's really where KBDI stands out is in that private practice rotation which is huge if you want to go into that area of dietetics Yeah, I agree. I knew early on that I did not want to do clinical work. Mm -hmm. It's so funny, like to think about it now, because in my head, I had, I knew like clinical was not anything that I wanted to do. And now (laughs) in this process, I'm like, well, maybe I could do a little bit of this, you know, Mm -hmm. or maybe a little bit of that. So, but like you, that business entrepreneurship focus was what caught my eye. And um, I'm glad things worked out the way that they did for me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I agree about the clinical as well. I feel like that's something that's pushed in in undergrad is 
you can only go into clinical and work in a nursing home or hospital. And I was just so turned off by that idea. But now in my internship, like getting into actual clinical hours, it's it's not that bad, actually. And I've, yeah. I've pieces of it. So I can see myself definitely doing both of it eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and when I graduated, it was that was definitely like your next step. Nobody talked about anything different. Like mm-hmm. you do your internship, you pass your exam, you go work in a hospital and that's what it, what it is. Or you go work in a school and neither one of those things were attractive to me mm-hmm. at that moment. And that's one of the reasons that I kind of waited um, to go through this process. But again, this is not about me. This is about you. So <laughs> let's get back to it. <laughs> so, so far what has been the most challenging portion of your internship and also what has surprised you about it? Those are really good questions. I have a lot of good questions. (laughs) (laughs) I think hmm, one of the most challenging things uh, so far, I started out in my food service rotation and I did that at a long-term care facility. Mm -hmm. And that rotation was, about an hour drive from where I'm currently living and I like getting into it before the rotation all that bad but then when you so I'd say most challenging up to where I am right now has been I I would say the travel time Um, Mm -hmm. but I mean it's all good things and all good things that I'm learning um, as far as assignments go and just that like I always thought leaving college that I would never have assignments and I was done with that (laughs) and the internship was all about hands-on like at the facility kind of like a a little mini dietitian but really learning that learning never stops really no matter how older you get it it should never stop in a sense and so I've just learned that these assignments and stuff that that I am doing are so beneficial and just continuing to remember that learning is such a good thing and it should never end. And that's what these assignments really have, have taught me. So that has been challenging and surprising, but, but all good things in the long run. Mm-hmm. No, I think that you're right about that. I think with these internships, no matter if it's um, a distance one or a traditional internship, it's getting out of it what you intended to get from it. Um mm-hmm. And sometimes that takes a little bit more. And, and a lot of that can be very overwhelming because I know that I've been overwhelmed at different points <laughs> during this internship. But I try to keep in mind like, okay, this is what I wanted. Like last year, this is what I was thinking about. This is what I want to accomplish. This is what I want to learn. And at that time, I was like, I'm willing to do anything to mm-hmm. go through that process. So it's amazing. Like when those days get tough, and things get really, really challenging. I go back to that. Is there any, um, not necessarily an affirmation, but is there anything that you hold on to to help get you through the challenging times? Yeah, for sure. And I think it's it's kind of what you were just saying is that this is my dream. Like that's my dream job when I graduate is to be a dietitian. So when I do graduate from my internship and, and hopefully pass that RD exam. You will. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is what I've always wanted. And so 
holding on to realizing that there are just so many people out there that are that are stuck doing jobs they just hate and hate sitting at a desk from eight to five every day doing something they don't enjoy and mm-hmm. and nutrition di- dietetics is something that that I'm just so passionate about and love and holding on to the fact that I get to spend the rest of my life doing that just it fills me up and it excites me mm. and so that I definitely hold on to that for sure nice that's awesome okay so actually I had two three questions but two of these questions I can kind of combine so what is your plan after the completion of the internship and how do you plan or how do you want to shake up nutrition and dietetics Mm, that is good I Mm -hmm. so dream job would be to open up my own private practice and one-on-one counseling with clients mm-hmm. um I feel like I have a lot of goals but we'll start with that one like I want to right. open up my own private practice um and there's just so many people that that just say you can't do that like you have to get another job first and just gain some wealth and then gain clientele um, so I do understand that side of it so potentially finding a job maybe part-time and then mm-hmm really trying to grow my private practice part-time is what that might look like right after I finish my internship. But that definitely is, is the dream to have a full-time private practice Mm -hmm. and then seeing where that goes. Uh, I really, I guess to answer your question on how you want to shake up nutrition. and (laughs) Yeah. I love that. First of all, because (laughs) I feel like everyone brings such a unique, piece to the puzzle and and all dietitians really have the same main goal but but all just bring so many different passions and different unique ideas to the game that it just it makes it fun Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really interested in women's gut health and hormone health so that's definitely where I want my focus area to be I feel like gut issues and just overall um, stomach issues that women have are just something that is so underlooked and something that many people think is just normal and so I really want to dive in and just let women know that these things aren't normal and it's it can be an easy fix depending on what you have going on Um, Mm -hmm. so that's kind of what I want to specialize in eventually and then I really want to take an intuitive eating health at every size approach Um, it's something that I've recently been learning about a lot um, and just something that I've really taken a liking to as far as the like the core values of those approaches so if Mm -hmm. you have not read those two books I highly recommend the intuitive eating book and health at every size book Um, but yeah that's that's my plan and that's kind of how I want to shake up nutrition and dietetics okay and the the gut health the gut health niche. What took you um, to that area? Like, what what encouraged you to uh, further investigate that area? Mm-hmm. It's so ironic looking back now, um, but I I struggled in college a lot with a lot of gut issues. Mm-hmm. Um, it really started the minute the minute I walked onto my college campus and 
for the longest time I thought it was I thought it was normal and I thought it was just because I was anxious I was in a brand new environment mm-hmm. um, a lot of pressure with college athletics just all the things going on I just thought that it was normal and I can't I think it was nearing my sophomore year I just got so tired of it so I finally saw a couple different GI doctors and I was just told that I had like acid reflux or IBS just kind mm-hmm. of those basic in my opinion basic diagnosis that the doctors can give without really looking for the root cause of the problem mm-hmm. and so for a probably about a year year and a half I just I just took some like Prilosec just simple over-the-counter medications and it it slowly ended up getting worse and worse um, until Again, ironically enough, I got a job with this dietitian on campus who was like, I, I'd love to dive deeper with you and, and look into this. And I sought out his help as well. And, and he walked me through a couple different things nutritionally that I could be doing. And it changed my life. Like it, over the next year or two, ending out my college career, it, it really healed me. And I, mm-hmm. thank goodness, have no problems to this day, but really struggled with GI issues for the longest time and, and thought it was normal. So that's really where my interest lies now. It's just, like I said, helping women that, that have struggled and think it's normal when there could be such a simple fix. Mm -hmm. I always, when it comes to having like a dietitian on your healthcare team, that it's, it's usually Mm -hmm. one of the last, they're usually one of the last members to be added. (laughs) Or if you have like a specific diagnosis, like it's very um, normal for you to have an ENT or a pulmonologist in my case with my asthma, Mm -hmm. but it was not a normal thing for me to have a registered dietitian on my team. (laughs) And I, I, I hope that that changes in the future because all of these little things that occur that, you know, we're told is, is normal and it's just something that you're going to have to deal with. Having someone on your team with that expertise, you don't have to suffer like you have been mm-hmm. suffering, you know? I hope we can mm-hmm. shake the world up like that way. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. I think my my goal and my dream is that a registered dietitian would be at every healthcare facility and every doctor's office. They They can always bring something to the table that, you're right, I feel like is very just undervalued and just not not a known a known thing in today's world um so yeah I completely agree I think that's definitely the goal is to have an RD at at these major places yeah I think we could all benefit from that Mm. so to wrap it up Brooke I wanted to ask what three tips or any advice um that you could offer to students Um, dietetic interns, or frankly, any student in any major, or if you are interning in any field, like interns (laughs) in general, or dietetic students in general, um, dietetic interns specifically, three pieces of advice or tips to help them move forward in their career. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think looking back, I guess these pieces of advice would be something that I wish, like you said, having a mentor is just so important and so pivotal and, and can be in a student's life. 
So I kind of wish, well, A, that I had a mentor, but B, that I had a mentor that shared <laughs> these things with me. The first one is definitely cliche, but it would it'd be to be a sponge and to mm-hmm. just soak up all the information that you can throughout your time as an intern. Um, I have had a couple of different people tell me that as I started my internship. Um, just, just know that it can be very mentally draining at times mm-hmm. and difficult. Um, I mean, you have lives, you have families, you have husbands, significant others, all these things that, yeah. that like you need to spend time with and spend time doing and set aside time for that. And self-care is huge. Um, but also realizing that the internship realistically is only about eight to 12 months of your life. Um, so in the grand scheme of things, it's so worth it. Um, Mm -hmm. and so to just be a sponge and soak up all the information you can, um, even if it's something and a topic that you're not interested in, it can be harder (laughs) to focus and learn about that topic, but just knowing that you're adding a tool to your toolbox and you have another another piece of knowledge that somebody else might not have um so that would be my first piece of advice is to just be a sponge I think my second one would have to be I guess just having great time management skills Mm -hmm. this is something that I thought I had in college (laughs) and I thought I was really good at time management and just organizing everything and staying on top of things. Um, But I think it's even just increased and gotten better as I've been an intern. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you're going to these facilities for eight or nine hours a day and then doing assignments outside of it. And then, like I said, having families and lives outside of that. So really just learning how to manage your time well and efficiently is, is really important. My third piece of advice, I guess, is another cliche and I'm, I don't mean it to sound like this but <laughs> it just chase your dreams and I mm-hmm. think the journey to becoming a registered dietitian is difficult and it is hard and there's a whole lot of of steps that you have to take to get there um but just knowing that that your dream is to become a registered dietitian like go make it happen just go chase mm-hmm. that dream and like I said the internship is just such a short time in the grand scheme of life so just just make it happen yeah I agree with you I initially you know when it began was like oh my gosh I quit my job you know I have to do this (laughs) and I have to do that this is such an interruption in my life but like you said like Mm -hmm. eight to twelve months typically depending on which internship you match with it is really short like we are just about halfway through right now just crazy isn't it nuts yeah so yeah I think like keeping those things in mind cliche or not it's relevant you know Mm -hmm. that mentorship is is huge it's such a major key I agree with um being a sponge even in um situations that you don't think that you'll learn anything or that Mm -hmm. you're not even really happy to be in the space that you're in, there's always an opportunity to learn. Time management, like you, I thought that I had a good (laughs) grasp on it. And this has been, um, again, you can always learn. (laughs) 
(laughs) absolutely absolutely even when you're 20 years into your career there's oh my gosh there's always something to learn yeah and then I agree I love to call myself a dream chaser so (laughs) I mean some people don't like it they shrug it off but I absolutely agree like chase your dreams so I I think your tips are amazing so well thank you I appreciate that you're welcome else that um you would have wanted to say or that ask you that you would want our audience to know about you oh that's a really good question of course it is Mm, outside of my I guess career and internships some fun Mm -hmm. facts I guess we could get us to absolutely I love doing anything outside um definitely an outside person loves to go on walks runs hikes um, doesn't really matter as long as it's warmer and the sun is out mm-hmm. um, so that is kind of what I do in my free time now that I also have this puppy she takes up mm-hmm. a lot of my free time as Aww. well what's her name Nala she's an Nala. Aussie doodle oh hi Nala <laughs> <laughs> But I, I love to cook and to bake and spend time with my husband and family. Um, mm-hmm. All those things are just so important to me. So I don't know. I was trying to think of some fun facts. I have an extra vertebrae in my back. I guess that's a Oh, fun God. Fact. Really? Yeah, really random. So how does that affect you? It, it honestly doesn't. Thanks. For whatever reason, there's enough space for it to be there. And so it doesn't affect me at all. Interesting. An extra vertebrae. I don't think that I've met anyone with an extra vertebrae. (laughs) Very cool. That's that's always my fun fact. And I love to travel. That's another fun fact. Nice. Okay. Well, Brooke, if my audience members want to get in touch with you, how could they find you on social media or otherwise? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my personal Instagram account is bt underscore Harper, H-A-R-P-E-R. And then my attempt at a business Instagram <laughs> slash nutrition and dietetics Instagram, um, the handle account for that is nourished.roots.nutrition. Ah. So those are two ways to find me on Instagram. I don't really have any other social medias. I have a LinkedIn. My LinkedIn account is just Brooke Tackett, T-A-C-K-E-T-T. And then I do have a website, but it is a weird handle. So I'll have to send that to you so you can link link it in the notes or something. Sure, I'll do that. No problem. No pressure. Okay, well... Well, Brooke, thank you again for being my guinea pig, like my my <laughs> first interview. I think you dropped some gems. And um, I think it's just nice for the audience to hear, you know, a different perspective and a different um, experience mm. in this intern life. So I just really appreciate you for taking the time. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. And I appreciate your time as well. No problem. So we will see you guys um, next week. Have a great one. Bye-bye.